Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. And welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, it is amazing to be back with you. I know for the past month we've been listening to fan favorite episodes, and I absolutely enjoyed listening to those interviews again. It just did something to make me listen to the interviews again and realize how each interview has helped me in my walk with God. Each interview has helped me get closer to God and find out more and more about Him. And so I was very happy and excited to share that with you. I know it seems like when I do the podcast, you know, but I get something from it. It's like I love doing this podcast because I get something from it. And I feel like every time I do it, each story I hear, each testimony that someone tells me, it brings me closer to God in some way, form, or fashion. Now, we have a lot of things to talk about before we get to today's interview. Um, The first thing I want to talk to you about is the Talk To Me Challenge. Yes, I know I have been teasing you with this forever, but... We are actually going to be starting our Talk To Me Challenge on Monday. So here's what you have to do to be a part. You know what you have to do to be a part of the Talk To Me Challenge? Absolutely nothing. What I'm going to do is each week, and we're going to do this for like 66 days. And I picked 66 days, not just, it wasn't a random number. (laughs) Yeah, it's because I looked it up. And in order for you to develop a meaningful relationship with someone, it takes approximately, at the minimum, 66 days. So what we're going to do is have 66 days of talking to God, talking to him about different things, our wants, our needs, our desires, our things we're curious about, like things we might be upset about or frustrated about, and we just don't know the answer. We are going to spend time getting to know our Heavenly Father. We are going to talk to him like we talk to a friend. And if it takes 66 days to get to know a friend and develop a personal relationship with them, then we're going to take 66 days to get to know God and work on developing a relationship with God. So all you have to do is each week, listen to the podcast. And on Monday, it's going to be it's going to be a podcast episode, but it's going to have a different cover and it's going to say Talk To Me Challenge. So if you have not downloaded or followed us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, please, please, please make sure you do that so you can get the extra Talk To Me episode. Yeah, Talk To Me Challenge episodes, which will air every Monday. And in these episodes, we're just going to talk about different ways we can talk to God and different things we want to talk to God about and just kind of break down some of the myths and the biases that we may have when it comes to talking to God because of things we were told when we were younger or things that we just assumed or perceived. So we're going to make this easy so that you can just learn 
and understand you can just talk to God. It doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to be a big to-do. It can just be as easy as talking to a friend. And the great thing is this friend is always with us, so you can talk to him anytime that you want to talk, and you can talk to God. So that's the Talk To Me Challenge, and we're going to be doing that and starting that on Monday. But over the weekend, I'll be, I may do a couple lives. I have to see. But we will be definitely be doing that. So if you have not joined the Facebook page or if you have not joined the Facebook group, I encourage you to join the Talk To Me, well, join the Finding God Facebook page or group. And I will probably be going live in these groups and we'll be talking more about it. All right, so we got that out of the way. Now it's time to introduce our guest. Okay, so our guest is a young lady by the name of Shannon Monet. Shannon Monet is 15 years old. She's an incredible young lady. And I was thrilled to have her as a guest in our podcast. And I love listening to her talk. And she was very mature for her age. And she is very mature for her age. But she's gone through a lot. And she was willing to share that with us and tell us how even in her 15 years of life, she was able to find God. So without further ado, here is my amazing, awesome teenage guest. And I told her she's the first teenager I had on the podcast. So that was super awesome that she was willing to come on. So without further ado, here's our awesome and amazing guest, Shannon Monet. Hello, Shannon Monet. How are you doing today? Hello, Kina. I'm doing great. I am so, so happy to have you on the podcast. You were referred to me by Paul, who was a guest um, on last season's episode, and he was absolutely amazing. So I know that when he said he had you on his podcast, that you were definitely going to be an awesome interview. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I do want to let you know you are my first teenager, which I'm super excited about because it lets yes. you know that my show is not just for like older people, that is for everybody. So thank you also yes. for being young and interested in agreeing to be on the podcast. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I have a couple of questions I'm going to ask you. Now, this first question is when I ask everyone, so I call it my initiation question. So, okay. What was your childhood like? Well, my mother, she's always played a huge part and God has always been the number one foundation in my life. And growing as a child, I've always been unique and different. And even my mental state has always been different from my age. And it's, it was always really hard to find a like group of friends because I was always different and I always stood out and it wasn't just my mental state. It was the outfits I wore kids could be wearing jeans and you know regular outfits or whatever and I could be wearing colorful outfits and they're bright and fancy and everything and I would get bullied for that so mm -hmm. it was a, it was a tough childhood honestly from a school wow. standpoint yes see well of course ours is like our age difference is way different because I know when I was a kid like well I had to wear uniforms so I guess that kept down a whole bunch of bullying because we right. all wore the same outfit all the time. But like in this day and age, it's like kids will pick at you for like the most ridiculous things. Like, I think it's awesome that you say you're unique. You wear different clothes because I'm also that way. I hate to be like everybody else to the extreme yes. where if everybody else is buying one thing, I might like it. Right. But if everybody else has it, right. I'm going to get something else. I don't want to wear it. Like yeah. Everybody else. <laughs> so I get exactly. you. I do. Yes. Wow. 
So when you were getting bullied, did you tell your teacher or your mom about this so they could kind of stop them from picking at you? No, I did not. I kept it to myself. And the more I really kept it to myself, the more it weighed on me. And I started to get depressed from keeping those emotions bottled inside. I can imagine because it's like something you're dealing with every single day and you feel like you're doing dealing with it by yourself. So at any point, did you at any time talk to your mom or anyone about it? Like, or you just went through your school years, just not really talking about it? I didn't talk to anybody. It was really just God who I depended on. So when I was being bullied at the time, I used to just walk in the playground and just talk to God because he was the only one I really could depend on. Mm -hmm. And I had my mother and I had people I could talk to, but I was like, no, I'm going to keep it to myself because it's very painful. And I was also ashamed. So I'm going to keep it to myself. So I just decided, okay, let me just talk to God and it'll be okay. Wow. That is huge, especially for someone your age to come to that conclusion, like you're just going to talk to God. So you knew, even though you were ashamed to talk to anyone else about it, you knew that God would understand. What made you realize that even at that young age, that God would understand? How did you have such a positive outlook on God to know you can just talk to him about anything? Really from how I was raised, and I always analyzed my mother and her walk with God, and I seen the relationship that she had with him through worship, through praying and conversations, and she always walked boldly and confidently in Christ, and I was simply taught by watching what she did, and I followed her footsteps, and I started to see God more for myself. That is amazing, because so many times as parents, like, we kind of take it for granted or we may not take it for granted but you know how sometimes it just seems like your kids are not listening to you like I know with my daughters I try to have devotion with them (laughs) you know do all those things and they're at the age they just don't seem interested but there are times when we are in the car and they mention something or somebody will say something and they'll be like that's not how God is so I know they're listening so I think that what you're saying now is a huge testament to parents because even though we may think our kids aren't listening or we don't think we are they're paying yes. attention. Yeah, you are. And so you're planting those seeds. Awesome. Yes. And so when you talk to God on the playground, how did it help you? What kind of encouragement and how did you feel afterwards? I felt better. And sometimes I could just, I would cry on the playground, honestly, because I was pouring out everything that was going on to God. Cause I really felt like he was walking beside me. And I used to just imagine him being right there, comforting me the whole time. That is amazing. And that is awesome that you were able to do that. You mentioned that when you were younger, your mental state was always different from everyone else's. So was it different as in you were always like, you were more mature than other kids around your age, or you were thinking about things other kids typically don't think about? It was a mixture of both. I was more mature and I was watching what they did and different things that they did. And I'm like, okay, I am way too mature for that. And I'm like, okay, that seems silly to me. And even when I look at kids now, I'm like on a whole nother level. And if I have conversations with different teens and stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm really on a different level mentally. And that's, I really look at that as a gift now. I used to hate that about myself, but it's actually a gift. I'm like, thank you, God, for making me how I am today. Absolutely. Because yeah, it's one of those things. Everyone's different. Everyone matures at different different levels. And I do think that there are a lot of kids who are just, they don't go through the normal stages other little kids go through. You know, they're not silly. Right. They're not doing all those other things. And it could play a lot with maybe that's just how your personality is. Maybe in the environment you grew up in, 
you're treated more as an equal <laughs> so you don't have all those childish tendencies <laughs> or whatever it just depends but I always think that it's awesome when you find a kid who's more mature that you can sit down and talk to like I, maybe I'm just weird but I enjoy it when there's a six-year-old I can sit down and they're having a conversation with me but it's like they can talk about like real life stuff you know we exactly. can talk about yeah. the news the weather or something like that so no, I totally understand. When I was around your age, I was the person who loved watching presidential debates. Um, I was always watching the news since I was like really young. My mom didn't let me watch cartoons or anything. So of course, since I just watched the news and all kind of documentaries. You matured, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I was. So I, it was hard for me sometimes talking to kids my age because I'd be like, are they serious? Is this for real? Okay. So yeah, I <laughs> yes. get where you're coming from. <laughs> yes. I get where you're coming from. So I know right now you are in your adolescence. So while you're in your adolescence, how do you feel about God? Now, I know you've gone through some things. You can either choose to elaborate on them or you don't have to. But while you were going through those difficult points in your life, how did God play a role in how you got through those times? Well, he really showed me that I have sometimes you have to really go through those lonely walks to find who you truly are. So now I appreciate those moments and I'm growing in that realizing, okay, I had to go through that in order to get to where I am now. And sometimes we really have to be placed in those lonely, quiet places where you feel all alone because in reality, God was with you the whole time. But sometimes we have to silence the noise around us and really know that God is with us. And I heard this saying one time, and it said, it's not that God is silent, it's that our distractions are sometimes too loud. And that spoke so many volumes to me, because it's so true. When he placed me in my quiet space, you just have to really listen. Yes, I like that we say it's not that God is silent, there's just too many distractions. Yes. That is amazing. Could you give an example of maybe what a situation was where God put you in one of those quiet moments or silent places? Well, it was definitely in school as well, but it was also this other period of time where I just had a bunch of toxic friends around me and I didn't want to let them go because I knew I would be lonely if I let them go. But then I noticed the more I was with them, the more drained I got, the more depressed I got because I was around all of that. And when I finally let them go and released them, and I was in that quiet space, that's when I really start to step into my calling and what God has called me to. So I had to let go in order to grow. That is awesome. So you mentioned you were depressed a little bit. How did you work through that? Once again, it was really God, because honestly, I couldn't do it on my own. I had to go to God. I couldn't use any other sources. I tried going to different sources, but it really didn't work. I had to really depend on God. No, I like that. Yeah. So you try other things, but you just found out God was just the thing that worked for you. Yes. You mentioned your calling. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, I know that I'm definitely called to be a leader for the next generation. And even just for people in general, I know I'm called to be a leader and a light carrier and a world changer. I I just feel it in my heart that I need to be speaking. And I also want to go into singing as well because I want to reach the world with my message and let them know that they can get out of that, that dark space and come to the light. All right, now with the singing, tell me a little bit more about that. Do you sing? I do, but I haven't recorded anything yet. 
I mostly sing like at church and different things like that because I love to worship and I love to dance. So I always incorporate that with church as well. But I'm also going to start doing YouTube videos soon with me just singing. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited too because it's one of those things where people who are musical or people who are artistic and everything, they sometimes do feel things more deeply just because of the fact that in order to write or sing or put yourself out there in that way, you have to, you know, perceive the world in a different way than most people do. And it's just funny right. that you said that because it's just like a lot of people who are artistic and are who's into music and like more in a creative space is like they feel things more deeply. So it's understandable yes. how you would be able to, you know, go through a dark time and come out of it but you come out of it in like a better creative place than you were before. Yes. I get that 100%. I also like to write music. I write songs. I, I sing. I even make up my own. Well, I make music, but since I don't play any instruments, I pretty much just do it on my laptop. But I understand because when I was around your age, I would feel things deeply. Only I would act like it didn't matter you know, you try to act like right. things are not bothering you. I'm good. Things aren't exactly. bothering me. But it yes. did. And you like cry by yourself at night, talk to God. Yes. So yeah, I totally understand that. And you are not alone. There are a lot of people who I've talked to who are in that whole creative space and they do the same. Yes. <laughs> and not a lot of people understand it either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like maybe that's just one of those things artists and creative people do. You know, maybe that's just something we go through or whatever but I understand what you're saying because I used to do the same thing when I was your age and it's like the worst the more things were like kind of bad or whatever the more creative I felt the more I could write and it really helped to have an outlet where I could write about my feelings and do different things because it kept me from probably hurting people or doing things that I probably should not you know shouldn't be doing at that right. time because I could write about it and I could get it out so that was like my outlet so that's nice. Yes. So I tell you, it's always that. good to have an outlet. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Because I tell everybody, like, we feel emotions. There's no way that we can be like, oh, I'm not going to let this bother me. It's like things bother us, but it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel these emotions as long as we have a positive outlook. Because if you don't feel them and you push them down, it's like the older you get, they're not going to go away. And you're going to have to deal with them eventually. Exactly. So it's like, just deal with the now. Yes. So. Exactly. Now you mentioned a lot about your mom's influence and church and everything. So tell me about some positive experiences that you've had at church. And I do want to know when you were going through these times, when you went to church, did it help you out? And did it make you feel a little bit better? It did, even though no one knew what I was going through. Just the love that I felt there. That's what really helped me as well. Love is very powerful. Even in that space of depression, sometimes you need that love and support, even though they didn't know what I was going through and what I was dealing with, just their love and support. And I still feel that love and support now. And it really helps. It amazes me all the time how like, even though people around you may not know what you're going through, God does. And because God knows right. what you're dealing with, it's like he always sends somebody or you he hear uses something. Somebody. Yes. Yeah, yes. and it just makes you feel better. Because I know uh, a few months ago, I was praying and asking God about something. I was really dealing with some stuff. 
And it's crazy because I was going through my YouTube channel and I saw a sermon titled by Steve Furtick. And I was like, well, I need something to listen to because, okay, I have a bad habit when I'm driving of changing to different YouTube videos. Now, of course, it's not texting and driving, but um, it's right. still not a good thing to do. So, yes. <laughs> in my effort to avoid doing that and to be a more, um, a less distracted driver, I just clicked on that sermon and it was crazy because everything I was talking to God about and the way I felt, it's like he sat down, it's like that guy asked me questions and then sat down and wrote the sermon because <laughs> he was talking about right. me like a hundred percent. And so even with that, I was amazed, like, God, how did you know? Like, well, of course he knew Papatana, but it was just something exactly. that was just so obvious. It just even surprised me, even though I knew and I know God does these things to get our attention, <laughs> but it was just he's so amazing obvious. on how he does things yes he is that's so, amazing yes I always find it to be awesome when you can go somewhere and you're going through something and somebody says something that uh, you know encourages you and they don't even know or you hear a song on the radio or in my case hear a sermon while you're just driving just because you don't want to be a distracted driver it's just awesome the way God spends time with us and how he talks to us yes. and let us know that he's there as you um, got through your dark time, were you able to eventually talk to your mom? Because I know sometimes, especially teenagers, and not just teenagers, like anybody, it's hard to talk to people when you're in that space, when you're yes. going through that dark time. I mean, I've known people who just like not talk to you, they'll ghost you for a while, but it's because they are going through a dark time and they just don't yes. want to be bothered. And I totally get it because I think that Sometimes when we are going through hard times, you just don't want to be bothered with people because you're just trying to figure out and process what's going on with you. So once you were able to process what was going on and deal with what you were feeling, were you eventually able to share any of this with your mom? Well, so I I never wanted to tell her. And I used to just talk to God, like I said. And I, I really felt put, like a pull over my heart, like, maybe you should tell your mom what you're going through. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. But I guess what God was like, I'm going to do it for you. So I was crying one time in my bedroom, and it was July 18, 2018. And I was 11 at the time. And I really wanted to end my life that day. Wow. And my mother, she was in the other room folding clothes, and I suddenly heard footsteps. So I made sure I dried my tears so she wouldn't see that I was crying. And she came over to me and started praying for me. And she didn't even hear that I was crying. I made sure of that. And she didn't even know what I was going through at school. So I knew this was nothing but a godsend. And as she was praying for me, God showed her a vision of me sitting alone at the lunch table. And when she told me that, I really could do nothing but cry. And I was so speechless because I was like, okay. God actually sees me because I didn't believe at the time that he did see me. And I was really starting to doubt God at that time. But anyway, he revealed to me that he was with me the whole entire time. And he used my mother as a vessel to speak to me. And if I never went to, if she never gone to my room that night, I would have died by suicide. Wow. That is powerful that God did that. And like, I'm getting all teary eyed right now because I have kids and everything. It just breaks my heart, you know, to see how people treat, you know, not people, but like how kids can be so mean to other kids and right. drive them to a point of wanting to end their lives. And that, I just find that to be so sad. And I'm thankful that your mom was able to go in and that she listened to God 
when he was telling exactly, her these yes. things because sometimes God will tell you things that sometimes you just don't listen like call this person or do this you're like God I just don't feel like it right now and sometimes we don't always listen but I'm so yes. thankful that your mom listened to God when he was talking to her and telling her what was going on with you that is a blessing honestly it is and I'm yes. glad she came into the room like that is amazing I am too yes so what advice would you like to give someone, maybe a kid or even an adult, because in this world with like cyberbullying and people harassing you and trolling you on Facebook and Instagram and social media, right. like I just kind of think that we take in high school and middle school and we just brought it into the real world. So if anyone is out there who's feeling like God's not listening or he's not there for them or going through something difficult that they don't see a way out, what advice would you give them? Well, I want to say to that person who feels like giving up or who feels discouraged that you can make it and you can run to so many sources and so many outlets. And I've done the same, but it doesn't fill that missing void inside your heart. Love can't fill that void. Your friendships or relationships, money can't do it for you. Fame can't do it for you. People can't. There will always be a God-sized void inside of us. And if we never allow him to fill it, He's the only one who really can, and nothing else can fill that void. So I really encourage you to give it all to God. And if you can't, talk to a friend, talk to somebody who you can pour it out to. I like that. I love how you said there's always going to be a God-sized void that we cannot fill. And that is true. I think all of us have that. That's why we always we're searching for something whether it's love whether we try to fill it with drugs or addictions or whatever it is yes there's a void and I think there's a void because God knows we need him (laughs) you know yes we we do yes (laughs) but he does so I love how you said there's always a God-sized void and that he's the only person to fill it that is amazing well Shannon Monet thank you thank you so much for being on my podcast and I know that someone out there who's listening to your story will definitely see a way to find God and also know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So thank you again it for is. being a guest. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I absolutely love this interview because it shows us as parents that even when we may not think our kids are listening to us, or even when we don't think our kids are watching us, they actually are. Like my favorite part of the interview is when I was talking to Shannon Monet and she was telling me how she knew about God because she saw how her mom had a relationship with God and she modeled that for herself. And I think that's a huge testament and the best witness that anyone can ever have. And it's not so much you're telling people about God, but for them to see your life and model it and know that there is God in you and they want that. I think that's huge. And for her to say that about her mom is a huge compliment to how her mom raised her and to the relationship that her mom had with God. I also like the part when she was talking about how even when she was crying and she was walking on the playground, she knew God was with her. And I just love that because that's kind of what you want for your kids. Like sometimes when children or kids have a relationship with God on their own, then they know what it's like to talk to God and to feel his presence. And I think that's what we all want for our kids. And so I guess instead of telling them all the time about God, now you can tell them about God, but they should also see it as well. I know my kids, sometimes I think they're not listening to me, but I can tell that they are. And I'm sure we all have that influence when it comes to our kids. So parents, be encouraged. 
know that even when your kids, it seems like your kids are not listening to you, and even when it seems like God is not a part of their life, or they don't want God in their lives, they're listening. And your example could be the very thing that can help them find God. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is from our artist of the week, Mr. Johnson. Now, he was a guest in season two, and we are going to listen to his song, Not Alone. Whenever you are motivated by self-preservation, you must understand that you will give in to compromise. And when you give in to compromise, you can never make God known. See, I'm right here in the theme. For you see, oftentimes when we think about making God known, we think about giving Bible studies. But may I suggest to you there's a different way of witnessing that you can witness by simply not not compromising when everybody else is compromising. Let me come a little bit closer. I wanna go on the ride, you ready? Then here we go. I need you to not miss a thing, so turn up your stereo. Wanna tell you a story about three Hebrew boys. You probably know Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. I really hope that I can paint this picture vividly. Cause at this point in time, Israel was in captivity. Under Nebuchadnezzar, a king who ruled so vicious. Picture thee. Innocent trembling when they hear him speak. Cause they knew that he could sometimes be murderous. Any sign of defiance, he, he would probably murder. He built the statue and told everyone to worship him. Any who refused, they'd be thrown in the furnace. Where the three Hebrew boys, they refused to kneel. Somebody told the king, and the king said, Bring him here. He said, If you do not kneel, then you will be killed. Even in the face of death, they still didn't show no fear. Yeah. How many of you know that when you serve God, you will sometimes sign up for trouble? Every declaration of faith will demand a declaration of war from the enemy. He will not allow you to talk about how much you love God and not come against you with fierce anger. The king says, you little fools, how dare you defy me, I will get rid of you. Once you hit that fire, how will your God deliver you then? Clearly you don't see what you did, or you don't know the type of trouble you win. They just said, my friend, King, ain't no need to scream about it. The ultimatum you gave us, no need to think about it. You see, the God we serve, we know he will bring us out of it. Even if he doesn't, we ain't budging, we ain't bowing. His mind boggled. He looked and said, all right, partner, you want to test my patience today, y'all going to die, partner. He said, dogs. Come do away with my problems. Burn them and turn the furnace seven times hotter. Here come the plot. They threw them in on the spot. But quickly shocked, rocked everyone that sit and watched. The king said, we threw in three. Something's odd. Because I know I see four and one look like the son of God. Hold on. Now, wait, wait, wait just a minute. Uh, now, understand this. Huh? Nebuchadnezzar is a pagan king. He's never seen God. So how does he know what God looks like? Uh, here's what I've been trying to get to the whole morning. Uh, because when the saints of God are in the fiery furnace and refuse, give up their faith, people who have never seen God will see God in you. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and listening to another inspirational story of how people find God. 
If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Shannon Monet, Mr. Johnson, or myself, all of our contact information can be found in these show notes. And all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song you would like to submit. And don't forget, the Talk To Me Challenge starts Monday, and we are going to have an episode of the podcast up on Monday, and we're going to talk about ways to talk to God. Well, I think that's all for now, so until Monday and until next week, have an amazing day and an awesome weekend. Bye-bye.